Okay, so we're back. We've been gone for a really long time because look, uh, we're so lucky me and Mike car COVID. That was an experience Yay. for the first time ever. Yep. And I'm actually thinking about doing a COVID episode because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're back with Evan again, and we're going to finish our conversation from last time. And if any of you guys haven't seen or listened to the, the first part of this, you probably should go do that. But if you just want to catch up, we covered, let's see, what did we cover? We covered basically me and Evan's story with SSI, our struggles, problems with the system, basically cost of medication and all, basically how we struggle to live and how the system is set up for failure and all the fear anxiety that goes with that, you know, really hard hitting, positive stuff and I'm being sarcastic. So um, today we're going to be covering lack of disability reputation in the representation in the workplace and possible solutions. So now I can't say much of this because I work from home all the, like I don't go out for the work, but when I do go out in public yeah. to be among people, I do not see a lot of disabled people in the workplace. So you yourself are, are disabled in the workplace. Are you like the only one you know yeah. of? Do you know of anyone else? Um, I've seen people before I started working. I saw people like randomly. Sometimes, like it, I saw one person working at Starbucks that was disabled, but it's like very rarely I see that out in the public. Definitely, um, definitely. I I rarely see another disabled person out in the workforce. What about you, Mike? You. Um. Every, At least with a physical disability, yeah, yeah. Every now and then, like we don't know if someone has a mental disability because you can't tell, but a physical one, I yeah. rarely see anybody. Um, you you were saying you don't yeah. really see anyone. Yeah, it, it's it's very rare. Sometimes you'll you know a, see somebody at Walmart like that, or yeah. You know. He's yeah, it's very rare. And even when even when I started working there working at Walmart, um I had pretty much been the only the only person I had seen with a disability at the Walmart that I worked at. Um so it's not it's, very common at all. Is the place that disabled people get hired the most, I will say that. But it almost almost makes me feel like they don't have any other option. Because that's the only place I see disabled people working at as well. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, Delta hires a lot of disabled people, too. But I haven't seen them there either when I've gone to the airport and stuff. But I would like to join the team. So I'm going to work on Oh, that's cool. Because no, I, I feel I have like... Seen, I have yeah, seen some disabled people in fast food. Yeah. Yeah. But also not a lot. But I was going to say, it's really sad when everybody can say, oh, you're disabled, so your options are Walmart or fast food. Like, no, that's not their only option. Yeah, it's like... But that's the part, only people. Partially, that's because we don't get hired a lot of places because people assume that we can't do anything if we're physically disabled. Another part of that is... Also, we can't make a lot of money, so those are the places that will hire us because otherwise, 
a lot of other places that we could work, we'd be over the limit, and it's hard to stay within those limits. Right. Doing anything else. (laughs) I've also heard Walmart is really terrible for anyone to work at. Like, they have long hours for very little pay, not much health insurance. Right. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's really... It really should only be a beginning job for people. I mean, if you're going to try to really sustain yourself, you either need to be, like, upper in the company, like, working at the district level or something like that, or something in upper management, because otherwise you're really not going to make any money. That's really sad. I mean, I understand just starting out, you have to work up but like people that have been there for years and can't yeah. climb up because they're not gonna let you I'm sure that's a thing exactly. yeah exactly that's, that's what happens <laughs> and you know it would it would be much better as if the systems would change across the board like first of all social security needs to open up their allowance of people making what they allow people to make on social security that's the main problem because people don't feel like they they, they should even bother working because they can't make any money so and keep i know a point. lot of disabled people think that i thought that for the longest time yeah yeah because i mean basically it's true because as soon as you start making any substantial amount of money they cut you off it's true it's point with it's me happened, it's so. happened to me and you yeah well, I was going to I was going to mention uh, another thing that, you know, I would be concerned about is uh, people with disabilities, how they're being treated in the workplace, too. I didn't even yeah. think about that, but there is probably a lot of discrimination. Now, I'm not saying it goes for everybody. Oh, of course not. But I mean, I'm sure there are some companies that don't treat their disabled employees very well. Or And even I was thinking, too. They're probably not going to be so outward about it because they want to save face. But you never know if there's other employees that are like, well, she can't even lift anything, so I should make more money than her. And it's like, excuse me? I just thought that might happen. Right. But hopefully that's not happening to you right now. I hope Um, not. I mean, I'm pretty good with um, how they treat me at work, at my my workplace, because I am pretty much... Um, handle just the front end. I mostly talk to the customers. I don't really talk to the associates that much, right. unless we're just in passing and we're talking like that. But otherwise, I just pretty much do my own thing with the customers out in the front of the store. But as far as um, but I think as a whole, like we're not thought of as a working population of people, so that's the main issue. I feel like. Right. The feeling is like we don't need to work because we can just have everything paid for, basically. That's what they've... Even before the raise with Social Security, you can't live off that. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. raised 900 now, but only because the cost of living has gone up. But when right. you look at those bills, that, you can't even live off that. Yeah, it's not even at all. Like, it's not even close to being even. <laughs> To what to what people actually need to be able to live on, um, like it would need to be probably closer to like twenty five hundred to be able to live off of it. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, 
It but is to inclusive. be fair, a lot of to be fair, a lot of non-disabled people don't even make that. So yeah, but it, it and that's a shame too. That that should also be more like the whole table of of cost of living compared to what it actually costs to live is not even. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it, it's basically all. everybody's being pretty much screwed by the system at this point. Right. Us anymore. It used to be just us. But right. now, now the government is just like, oh, they're all going to be lower class. Yeah, because, I mean, the average apartment is over $1,000 now in most places. So, I don't even make $1,000 in a week. Yeah, no, most people don't. <laughs> so just that alone is part of the problem and um especially when you're trying to live with a disability and having to factor in all these other costs that come along with you working and then being limited on social security of what you can make and it's like okay how do i live in this real world with that cost this amount of money and i can only make this amount of money and then how how am I supposed to actually live and make it? And most people with disabilities are not making it. They're either having to live in a slum down low-income apartment or they're having to live with relatives and who knows how long that's going to last because, you know, people get older and they pass away. And then when, where do we go? That's one of my So, yeah. Or they're homeless. So it's like... And that's pretty much your options. And it's not fair. It's not fair. It isn't. And, um, you know, a lot of people end up getting sick and passing away because of it. Because if you don't have enough money to live, what's going to happen to you? <laughs> that's so sad. And it's a big fear for all of us in the disabled community. I think yeah. about all the time, what would happen if Mike died? Where am I going to go? Now, my family would take me, but they can only take me so long because they're going to get old. Right, exactly. It's it's an inevitable thing. I mean, none of us are going to be here forever. And it's like, and not, it's not that we're having this conversation to be like a Debbie Downer situation. It's just the reality of what's going on. Like, in, in places like Canada, they are starting to ask disabled people if they wish to be euthanized. And that's horrifying. That it's just disgusting. Yeah. Because Honestly, I think for my own dignity and pride, this is going to seem really dark. And if it ever got to a point where he died and my family couldn't take care of me, I would just kill myself because I'm not. I'm not going to let the government do it. That'd be that's crazy. But the fact that we even have to think like that, right? It's, it's a problem. It's a, <laughs> like it's a violation of basic human right is what right. it is. Right, and the only reason why. It's like the way it is because people with disabilities have always been seen as disposable, like or a, a burden to the rest of humanity. Which yeah, that should not that should not be the case at all. I definitely don't think my boss thinks yeah. I'm disposable because she's always telling me how I got her out of a bind. <laughs> it's just me making a joke. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like the general public usually feels like right. they're just. I'm just, I was just there. making a hot yeah, right? like food. Um, yeah. what do you personally, yeah. what do you personally think about lack of disability rep 
implementation in the workplace? And um, how do you think it could be fixed? Um, most of the problem with lack of disability representation is um, even the wording in employee handbooks when it comes to disability is the way it's worded is not being able to work. So immediately when you see a disabled person that you can see their disability, you're thinking of that they're not able to work. So partially that needs to be in that needs to be changed. And also I feel like employers need to have more exposure to people with disabilities. So they're not afraid of hiring us. I I was and also only thinking about what we can't do. I was thinking yeah. maybe more education on disability would help. And also it might be just a, whole, a case of lack of empathy by some able-bodied people because their lives in order so they don't care about other people. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's part of it, yeah. And and I definitely agree with you on the uh you know, the more exposure to it and um just stop focusing on what they can't do and focus on what what they are able to, you know, do for, for at least to, to start out with, you know, that yeah. way, yes, I can work. I can do this, you know, task, you yeah. know, there, there shouldn't be any, oh, well, you can't, you can't walk or you can't do right. this. That don't, that, Every, that, everybody can do something. Cause I remember when exactly. I was, when I was taking a work readiness class, the teacher wanted to hire me to be her receptionist because I was so friendly with everybody. Of course, that exactly. didn't happen, but it was an option. Yes, there's <laughs> always something that somebody can do, and you you feed on their strong points and go with that. I mean, there's plenty of people I know when I've gone to businesses that they're completely able-bodied and they don't do anything while they're at work. You can oh, see yeah. Oh, so <laughs> many people do that. People are on their phones all day. I mean, I'm yeah. on my phone a lot for my work, but that comes with being a free Yeah, they're just sitting there, and even when you ask them for help, they just kind of brush you off and keep on doing whatever they were doing before. So, I mean, that our disabilities have nothing to do with our work capability, but... I, oh, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because I'm disabled. I work from home. But I am on this computer all day writing because that is right. my job. Right. I work too hard. Right. And it's just like I like I said, people have this this notion of this being disabled means you can't work or you can't do anything pretty much. And we have to get people out of that mindset. But there needs to be enough of us to get people out of that mindset. We don't we're not seen in the general public, like we just discussed earlier. So people don't think, one, that we need to work, and two, that we can work. So and until we can get that changed, yeah. There are people out there that can't work, that their disability yeah. is severe, that they right. can't. But a good right. majority of us can. People, yeah, yeah, the majority of us can't. Um, unless your disability is so severe that you can't do anything. Those people need all the benefits that they have. And for them, that's going to be what their life is. But for the rest of us, we don't need to be pigeonholed 
into <clears throat> not being able to make a substantial living for ourselves just because we're disabled. Exactly. So, yeah. What were you going to say, Mark? Were you going to say something? Oh, uh, no. I thought you were my bad. Um, I was also going to say, um, since I figured this would be a good time to move into the um, solutions for the system, and yeah. you had mentioned specialized cases by disabilities, do you think that would work? Yeah, um, it definitely needs to be, there definitely needs to be a change in the system where you can, first of all, gradually get off of benefits, not just looking at this one number and then being like, okay, we, you can cut your benefits off after this number. There needs to be a gradual way to get off of the system to where you can actually build up your amount of money that you can be paid and I then get off of the system okay. like a normal person. Like, you can't just cut the rug out from under somebody. I think they should always give a I think we should always get checks because no matter what, we will never be able to be physically. Right. Right. But like, they can give us a certain amount that can go with what we're making so we can keep exactly. survive. Because exactly. at the end of the day, we never know if we're going to get worse and can't work at all. Exactly. Or we didn't make as much. I think they need to do it by that. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. Um, it, it should not be the way it is right now where you just, they look at one set number and then you get cut off. Like, right. Because I know some people only on disability for a limited amount of time, too, because it's not permanent. And yeah, right. those people should be taken off when they're better. But for a person that'll never get better, they need some right. kind of income coming in to go with what they're doing. Right. So they need It should be an additive. And well, they call it a benefit now, but it's not actually a benefit because the minute that we start doing anything for ourselves, it's taken away. That's the only way that it would be a benefit if it right. was said the way that you're talking about, like where we always get it no matter what's going on, just to help us out. It, a, it doesn't have to be the full amount. Like if I'm making right. money, I would expect it to be a lesser amount. But somebody right. like my half-brother, I have an older half-brother that cannot talk or take care of himself at all. Right. He would need that for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's that's completely feasible and fair. And, and that's the thing. Uh, the way Social Security looks at it, is they cut you off because they're trying to be fair to everybody else. But I'm like, the way you're acting is discriminatory because you're not going to let me get to any certain level before you take everything away from me. Like, I can't even, I can't even get a raise because I'm already at the top of what I can make. So it, it's also because of how many people are on disability because they're covering disabled people as well as senior citizens right disabled people as well as senior citizens and there's not enough money and there isn't going to be enough money pretty soon anyway so um a lot of people are going to be with up a creek without a paddle exactly exactly and it's basically you got to save yourself out here because they're not going to be able to do it right and it's because the cost of living and how much things cost in society now has gotten way above what people make across right. the board, across the country. Everything is too expensive now. It's true. I went to Walmart yesterday to just get my monthly supplies and it was $175. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, 
okay, how do we all fix this? It needs to be an overhaul of the system. That's the only way it's going to get better. It seems like we don't. Able people are also suffering, so everybody needs to come together and think about what can be handled so that everybody can be survived. But that's right. not going to happen because I think the big wigs in the the big wigs in the American government want this. They don't right. want a middle class anymore. They want everyone below them, and that's just my theory. Yeah, I mean that's basically what's happening. <laughs> it's yes. not. It's there's be no one percent, and then everyone else is in poverty. Right. And there's no way to there's no way to work up anymore. It's like you're either you're either at the bottom or you're at the top. There's no way to get to to um you know work for a long time and be able to sustain yourself because like I said, everything is getting overly expensive. And it's like and people think a lot of millennials are just entitled and we're complaining. About, because we're just um we're just in time to make a lot of money without working and i'm like we can't work without making a lot of money and live like and it seems like the older generation doesn't get that <laughs> like right. the same thing that cost you six the same house that costs you Six hundred dollars a month costs us thousands of dollars every month for the same exact thing. It doesn't make any sense. Like, also because of all this, we're seeing a lot of rise of uh, hustle culture too. Yep. Everyone's got a side gig because that's the only way right. you can survive. That's the only way you can survive. That's literally can't and nobody can have one job anymore. It's got to be two or three jobs and you just try to work out everything you can as you go and it's like nobody has time to even relax anymore because we have to keep going constantly every day all day no breaks if you have a weekend off on one job you got to go to another job so you can have extra money in case something happens or or if you need to pay for something else and it's like we can't we have no breaks anymore so, I feel like America is slowly becoming like Japan. Yeah. Because Japan, it is all, they, their work culture is so severe over there that people work themselves into exhaustion and that many people commit suicide. Yeah, it's like, and it's just like, it should have never gotten to this point in this country the way it, the way it is. because And the only way it's going to get better is if, one, we raise pay but also don't raise the cost of living at the same time of raising pay. Because right. that's the only way anybody's going to get ahead is if that the pay is equal to what it actually costs to live. Like, we have to get it to an evil, even playing field, or it's just going to be the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, but corporate America, you know, those CEOs are going to get mad when they're not making the checks they normally do. They don't need it. <laughs> they, they don't have the empathy for the lower class, though. That so many CEOs get so much money that they don't need all that money. They don't need. They can live off a quarter of it and be fine. <laughs> like, give a little bit of money to those that need it. You'll still survive. Right, and you'll be fine. You'll still have an ex. 
excess amount of money because you have so much money, but they feel like I need to have all of it. And you're they're just basically hoarding money. That's what basically what yeah. they're doing. Capitalism. Yeah. As much as I don't think socialism does work, capitalism isn't that great either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least have it to where the people below you can live comfortably without having to make a whole bunch of money like like I we just said, everybody has to have a side hustle now because they need as much money as they can. Right. Just be able to make it with basic stuff. Nobody's balling out of control with their side hustle. Everybody's just making it. <laughs> like and it's well, crazy. Yeah. This is kind of a really downer episode. I'm sorry. To report well, that. It's but the reality it's of what's going on. So. I'm, I'm, I'm not in this podcast to sugarcoat things. But uh, that's pretty much all yeah. we have. It's the, the reality of what's going on. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It is the reality of what's I going on. I think it can get better, though. I think it can get better. We just have to change a lot of things as quickly get a lot as of possible. In there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's we definitely pretty much... need a bigger presence in the workplace. Oh yeah. That's not... yeah. Well, that's pretty yeah. much all we had left to cover on the outline. If y'all want to go ahead and end this early, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's such a downer. It's like I don't really know how to end it. But um, I'm thinking about doing a COVID video, so that might be funny about my experiences with it. Um, but uh. We can go ahead and do our plugs, as you guys know, as usual. Our social media links to our Facebook group and our Discord are going to be in the description. If anyone wants to talk to me personally about anything I say on the show or I do do freelance writing, you can reach me at MirandaTheFreelancer at gmail.com. And Evan, go ahead and plug what you want to plug. Um, my Facebook is at, is Evan Wainwright, and then my Instagram is at EvanWainwright86. You want to plug anything? Um. The only thing I've got so far is uh, if you haven't, if any of you haven't noticed in the Discord, uh, I created a new voice channel uh, for gaming and hanging out. Uh, I will be streaming from time to time in that voice channel. So if anybody wants to come in and just hang out, talk about, you know, whatever, uh, play games with me, feel free. So that's all I got. Thank you, Evan, once again for talking with us about all these important issues. Yes, thank you so much. And I guess that's it. I'm Miranda. I'm Mike. And this has been It's a Wheel Thing.